Christ.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. This is the people's war. It is our war. We are the fighters. Fight it then. Fight it with all that is in us. And may God defend the right. Warning, warning. We gotta stop them. They're gonna kill us all. See how the trouble you've started? Be they a government, be they industry, be they organized labor, be they anyone, or human beings. When the operation of the machine becomes so odious, makes you so sick at heart, that you can't take part. You can't even passively take part. And you've got to put your bodies upon the gears and upon the wheels, upon the levers, by all the apparatus, and you've got to make it stop. And you've got to win the day to the people who run it, to the people who own it. Revolution Radio of FreedomSlips.com, the number one listener-supported talk radio station, throwing ourselves upon the gears of the machine. Revolution Radio, where information never sleeps. You called down the thunder, well now you've got it. You tell them I'm coming, and hell's coming with me, you hear? Hell's coming with me! Revolution We did not engage in conflict that was out of line with our mission. Is it disloyalty? Is it treason to oppose the hands of tyranny? Never! I will never send troops anywhere on a mission of that kind without telling them that if somebody shoots at them, they can darn well shoot back. I know not what course others may take. But as for me, give me liberty! Oh, give me! A dark cloud is finally lifting across the world as U.S. military intelligence and their global partners are destroying the deep state criminal power structure that has ruled over our planet for hundreds of years. We are free with the God-given life, and we shall not yield that right to any power on Earth. Hi, I'm Scott McKay. The world is at, and I am your host on The Tipping Point. On Revolution Radio, where every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, we bring you the latest in this ensuing takedown of this global criminal empire. That's an image of strength. You'll get the raw, hard truth here on The Tipping Point. So come join us Mondays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern, in Studio B at Revolution.Radio. Thanks for listening while we take that short break here at Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com. And now we're going to get back to your host. And that would be me, Bill Grant, your host of Argon. Welcome back, everyone. That includes everyone in chat. I do have a guest. I have two guests tonight. I have Greg Fernandez, Jr. coming on. But we'll be having Crypt Rick, our Revolution Radio new host, Crypt Rick, and friend of mine as well, joining us. Um, since we're all friends and um, those guys have known each other for a long time, um, Rick has interviewed him many times. Um, Noreen Helphand has had uh, Greg on as well, and um, and she's welcome to call in at least at, like the last half hour of the show anyway. Um She's usually kind of busy on and off with her clients. But anyway, this is Argon. Uh, we made it to 
almost halfway through the month. Let's see if we can make it three more days. Three more days, folks. Halfway, at least half. We've made it past the quarter. Now we just got to make it, like, to the half. And uh go truckers. Yeah, see, I'm for the truckers. I know it can easily backfire. I know it can hurt them, but they're going to be hurting anyway. And it's more like throw it in the government's face to make it obvious that um basically what the people all really want, make it well known, get it out there. Um, as opposed to fading away and just being conquered gradually. It doesn't matter if it backfires. It's already going to backfire. Backfiring is irrelevant. Um, there's going to be food shortages and all that no matter what. And uh, um, But I have uh, better options either way. Um, before I pull my guest in, first of all, you know, we have to do the basically uh, – basically – Hopefully, you know, I hate asking. We, we, we don't like asking for money, but of course, we are a listener supported station. I'm kind of a listener supported person right now. Hopefully, pretty soon, eventually, I will be selling things I hope you'll like, at least for the price. And, um, try to help me get my life together on stable footing, and then, uh, I can just, help you to help me after that to help you again in a kind of a cycle in other words you help me to help you to help me to help you back and more and more and more in many many greater and greater more wondrous ways hopefully and uh help keep me on the station help me to gain a home and um so I'm here another week probably another week one more and then right after that, sometime I'm probably uh, moving during the week after. And um, it looks like I will have internet some at some point after that, maybe not right away. So um, I might not be on for a weekend or two. It depends on how, when we can get things set up there. So uh, we'll see what happens. But. Again, this is Argon and Revolution Radio, a listener-supported station. So please donate primarily to the station and other great hosts like who you may have just heard previously uh, Previously to me on the same Studio B was um, carrying holes. And, I mean, not carrying holes. Yeah, well, you kind of can because everything's 99% empty, right? I mean, according to physics. Got to trust the science, not the scientist. You got to trust science. Now, I'm not saying trust the scientists, just just the science. If you know what science is, you know if you got a good good grip and definition of it. So um, anyway, um, oh, it's what's the name? It's it's uh like carrying stones and digging holes, or digging holes and carrying stones. Um, uh. Basically, uh, I don't, I forgot her guest name. I'm trying to think of the man's name. Anyway, good show. Uh, kind of everyone, I, it was spotty for me to listen to everyone. I tried to listen to everyone today. So great show, everybody. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, my, my mouth is a little hot. I had the cayenne pepper, but I am not freezing this time. It's been a warm three days. We are getting snow and bad weather in at least tomorrow. We'll see how the week goes. 
Um, thanks for the donations for those who did donate to both the station and to me. And um, wait, let me drink this. Hold on. Okay. So I did the uh, cayenne pepper uh, thing where where I use a little I, I I shake the cayenne pepper before you open it before you pop open the little shaker I, I shake it so a little bit goes out the holes the holes are too big and um, so a little bit goes on the top and then I pop it open and I just lick and touch it to put a dab on my tongue. And uh, sometimes it's too much. It basically, as I've mentioned before, might make you hiccup. Actually, it kind of clears up hiccups. Just opens up your sinuses, kind of helps you feel warmer. I was going to have it in my drink, but um, I decided not to this time. So I am not freezing. And, uh, God, it's getting too long. i got to pull in these guests, but I I forgot all the other things I wanted to say. Things like, um, let me see, uh, (laughs) Heather McDonald thump. That was a good one. Oh, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> that was a show, all right. Look into that. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, oh, man, I'm not going to read that tonight. That was if I was going to not have any guests on tonight. I wasn't sure what I was going to do um, because I was kind of holding out. And um, basically, uh wasn't sure if we were going, going to have a bigger roundtable tonight having to do with Jamie McNichol about what's going on up there for their trucker rallies and so on and um, convoys and protests. But he's actively on it tonight as well, meaning he's on the ground and he doesn't do, he can't really hear us too well if we were to simulcast. And it would more like we'd just kind of be hearing his background a lot and it kind of wouldn't work that well tonight. So um might have him on next weekend or in the future about that. And um, But we have two great guests. Let me pull them in. Oh, wait, wait. No, before I do that quick, I'm trying to get. What did I have? I, I, hold on. Let me look at this. Those not going to read. Skip, skip. And you know what we need? We need everybody honking out there. Honk. Just honk. You know how they used to say, blow your horn if and honk if? You make some some reason up. Honk if you're for the truckers. Honk if you are a trucker. Right now, just honk. Everybody. Everybody, just everybody honk. Right now. Yeah, even a clown honk, right? Uh the nose or the little tube tube thing. But we need we need honking Hanks out there. Hank, freaking honk, Hank. Do it. All right, we got we got a gimp in office, gimp guy. In the Department of Energy, he likes to play with nuclear rods, I'm imagining. You can shove those up his butt. They probably want him to. They probably want the guy to, like, think he's important, you know, like, uh, like basically, like, let him play with the nuclear reactor. Yeah, yeah, sure, you can be in charge. Yeah, go hang around the nuclear plant. Yeah. And they're all leaking all the place all the time. Uh, let that guy get radiated and shove rods up his butt. I mean, uh, nuclear piles, rods. He likes hot rods, you know, that's why. And hot rod knees and rods, knees, stuff like that. Anyway, um, man, truckers, you got to look out. You're going to be set up. They're going to set you up pretty soon. They're going to start, like, maybe putting drugs in your stuff and setting you up. And I, I can see it They're getting ready to – even though they can track you for the most part anyway, they I can see it. They're adding extra 
tracking devices in your in your stuff, man, on your truck and so check your brakes, check your brake lights, make sure if you ever take off and leave or you're on your way, they're gonna they're gonna sabotage you. They're, they're gonna have excuses to pull you over when when you're isolated at least and all that kind of stuff. So get that ready. Uh, Jay Parker, I'm not sure he meant to come on today. But when I kept checking in, there was dead air. I'm not sure why. Um, oh, yeah, we'll talk about this other stuff when the guys come on. Uh, this, anyway, truckers did the mother load. They delivered. They delivered themselves to surround Canada, you know, the Ontario. What did I call it? You know, I'm calling it like the Ottawa Fest. It's not a convoy. It's a fe- It's the Canadian Fest. It's instead of the Burning Man, like another caller mentioned, maybe on Owen's show. Um, it's it's the Freezing Man, but not a real man freezing. Although that's happening too. That's what they're going to try to make happen. But but you know, hey, make a big giant snowman instead of a big giant burning thing like thirty feet tall. Make it like make like like a thirty foot tall like Ice Man. Do it. I'm telling you, man, have some fun. Make it color, too. Put some lights inside of it. Anyway, there's so much more, but i got to pull these guys in. It's getting late. I'm dragging on. Uh, let's see. These guys are waiting for me. Uh, I'm going to add. I'm going to add. Uh, I couldn't get in chat, everybody. I wasn't able to get in chat. It, it, it makes you sign in different now. It used to be automatic for me until right now, until like 20 minutes ago. All right, where is it? Where is it? Oh, yeah, I got to type in Greg. Hold on. Yeah, Greg's going to be a great guest. That's Fernandez Jr. And uh, so he's the junior of the gray state. Check. I'm trying to make it. All right. It's, okay, here we go. It makes you hit call in order just to check it in order to add him. That could... So it's kind of confusing. Sometimes it doesn't do that. Um, add him now. So we'll get Greg on first. I don't want like Skype to try to be adding two people at one time. I we we may have we're adding. Greg is now merging into our little universe, our bubble. He's coming through the wall. Greg Fernandez Jr., I believe you are with us. Are you there? Uh-oh. I can't hello, hello. hear you. In it. Can you hear me? Hey, yes. Hey, hello, welcome up, to man? the show. Oh, hey, not much. Thank you. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, so I heard you on Rick's, on Rick's new show earlier, of course. That was a coincidence, by the way. I didn't have any idea you were going to be on Rick's today. And, oh, um, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah, so I figured, uh, yeah, the, you know, it sounded good hearing you guys together again. And, you know, I wanted you on and, and we talked about the possibility of sometime in February. And I wanted to make sure I got you in before I be- possibly became homeless. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I'm so glad you're able to do it tonight. And we'll be pulling Rick in. Let me, I didn't want to pull you guys in at the same time because um, – Sometimes it actually collapses the uh, the call altogether. So uh, let me get Rick, and we'll have a great conversation. We'll talk about your books. Your um, how many books do you have, Greg? 
Um, currently, I just have have two that are that are published, um, and I'm working on about three more. So I'm a little busy. Yeah, because, <laughs> staying busy. Yeah, I knew you were working on um, at least one more, and but or more than that. But I wasn't sure if one of them came out. Yeah, I'm working on a COVID one. I'm working on a voter fraud one. I'm working on a Kyle Kyle Rittenhouse one. So I'm kind of talking, and then working on a, another one that I've been working on for about five to ten years here. So, but I've only published <laughs> one, one about September eleventh, and then um, then I published um, a more recent one about about David Crowley. Right, right, the David Crowley case. Yeah, excellent. So we can talk basically. Um, we can add some uh, music, a little talk about music, a little bit, of course. Absolutely, and, I think we have to. Yeah, you know, and um, and of course, all the work you're doing. And um, let me see. Uh, this is again, this is, <laughs> Skype keeps changing on me. Like it's not letting me add the same way. Let me try this different. Hold on a second. Uh, try Rick. Rick is sitting there waiting. <laughs> He's. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, well, what? I don't know why he said that. I, I forgot what I said. Uh, that made him say uh, what he said. <laughs> oh, I got to say, I got I to gotta give a shout out to. Um, let me see if I can add him. Let me see if it does this. Damn, it's not doing it. Um, I may have to drop this call and then add both of you, but I probably won't have sure. to. I wanted to. I wanted to give a shout out to Chris Greenheart out there as well. And um I also probably would have said hello to him and everyone in chat had I been able to get in chat. I was, you know, most of the time I don't have time to get in chat or I've had bad internet and tonight I'm like, yes, I'm definitely getting in chat tonight. Here we go. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it early, extra early so there's no chance I can uh, what 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 what's this? I it won't let me sign in. It's all new. Got to sign up. <laughs> you know, but let me, um, I'm still, uh, oh, man, I don't know how to do this right now. How the hell do I uh, add both of you? Um, let me try this again. Oh, let me try an invite. That's a little different. No. No. Uh, well, okay, let me try this. This is brand new. Oh, all right. Wow. I, I've never seen this like this before. And here we go. And then we'll all have, see, this is going to be, uh, uh, more fun tonight, um, Greg, because we're all friends here. You guys are good friends. You've known each other, uh, you know, a lot longer than me for sure. You have, you have a great rapport. Me and Rick have a great rapport. And, um, and here we go. Now I think, I think he's in the queue. He is. Here we go. We are adding. Adding Rick, unless I, maybe when I hit done, it just meant, wait a minute, what? nothing's happening. Hold on. <laughs> Let me see. I wonder uh, if I can I try think to add it, him to this call. No. I think you can, actually. You know what? Let me try to, the participants version again. Um, oh, wait. Oh, wait. It might, no, I, I think uh, it says... Let me, uh, I think I'm doing it now. That's different too. It says who is not on the call. So it added him 
to a not on the call list. <laughs> block to a block list. What are you saying? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I think we I we we're adding adding uh I think we're adding, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> Rick. Hey. hey, we have Crypt Rick. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. And Greg, long time no talk. Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about that too. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Long time no see. Well, we have talked recently, but not seen, right? Uh, with, with the COVID, I haven't maybe, really maybe seen a lot of too many people, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, COVID 1948 or whatever they say. 1984? <laughs> yeah, 1984. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. The covert. The covert. covert oh. Cold. The culvert, maybe I don't know. I had other words for it. I can never think about it. But um, but anyway, yeah, great to have you both on. Um, so we're gonna have uh, we're gonna basically let's start off with the music though because uh, you it was kind of fun and and funny listening to you guys because like I love all kinds of music. I'm like, and in college I did take music and it went all the way to like big bands and I mean I don't mean big hair bands. I mean like. <laughs> I know jazz days and whatever, right? And like swing, classical. Yeah, swing, like classical. Some of it's pretty cool. Like it sounds really cool. And then I do love, uh, you know, I I actually, Rick, you're gonna, you're gonna, might be a little mad for a brief second, but uh, (laughs) I do like Phil Collins. Uh, Yeah. Some of his songs, some of his songs, a lot. Some, eh, you know, they're just kind of okay, and I'm, I'm kind of, kind of sick of a lot of it. But um, but you know what I love? <laughs> I was thinking of using one of Phil Collins' um songs in in my theme here for a promo for me or something. Uh, and that would have been the um Superman, where are you now? You know that that song, you know. Yes. Whatever, whatever it's called. Yeah. That's Land, <laughs> so, land like, of Land of Confusion, one of the greatest songs by yeah. by Genesis. And that music video freaked me out as a kid too. It's very scary. <laughs> right, and it's kind of a funny video too. You know, like, it is with yeah. the Reagan. Yeah. With the Muppet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Reagan that, that as video Superman. Was, right. That video was cutting edge, Greg, when that came out too. That was a big deal for those puppets and stuff like that. That was something that wasn't done back then yeah that's a great point actually yeah you're right yeah well yeah, it i know me i know freak me out i know that <laughs> nightmares about it <laughs> i wonder was that like a that was like a jim hansen type thing basically right but like a dirty yeah, version of died. jim hansen <laughs> i i thought he died like five years ago or something like is that it i kind of re- think i remembered that happening Jim Hansen? Uh, I think he died yeah. a while ago. He died a long time ago. Cancer, lung cancer, or something like that. Well, I think I'm confusing it with sort of like some comebacks and discussions of his and uh, things I was – when I finally had um, internet or like, like cable for a short time, kind of for my mom in the last house, one of many, is um, there, was, there was like a documentary about him or something. And uh, that's that's sort of what I'm probably confusing it with, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he has he has a lot of credits, uh, but yeah, he died in 1990. Um, 
Sad, sad. He, he, and and then they basically took took his stuff over. If you look at the Sesame Street, all that now today, you know, it's completely different, completely. Yeah, and um, I think he actually had something to do with the movie I was supposed to help create. I hope both of you guys will like because it was one of my favorite movies when I was like twelve, or or like fourteen. I, I don't know, twelve to fourteen ish. And um and that was the Dark Crystal and yes he was he directed that movie and the Labyrinth that was him yeah both of those that was a great movie actually great movie you know you know what you know what it's better you guys are gonna love this (laughs) I'm kind of thanking I'm you guys will probably be thanking uh, God or or whoever you pray to hopefully not Lucifer but um <laughs> you know you, hopefully you don't pray to the dark crystal but um um I was supposed to be one of the main guys to help develop that movie and really? other characters like yeah and, was it was um, it different back then or did it turn out kind of the same do you know well because of because of my absence, someone else had to be chosen. Now, I didn't. I didn't. This this show is really supposed to be more about you, Greg. But uh, <laughs> no, I want to hear this. Uh, all right, um, I'll be quick about it. All right. Essentially, um, I, I when I I kept moving around. In some places, I was the school jock. Some places, I was the clown. Some places, I was the school genius. And other places I was known to be the best artist. And um, so I finally moved. I was 12 years old, got to a new school. And uh, this one, I I was like great at art. And this is when a lot of mysteries began that triggered a whole series of events till this second. Okay, that I met people there in that school and became blood brothers with physically sharing actual blood. Okay, so me and one friend me and my best friend at the time we were in the same art class and um it's not like i did too many things there i was a newbie i was a new newcomer you know but uh uh i did real good accelerated pretty fast making a whole bunch of things uh, uh oh man, i'm dragging this on i'm sorry uh paper crochet dragon i did and stuff like that and a painting of a tiger kind of winged it came out pretty good for first time and um but i but but me and my friend were the best artists and we kind of won a couple little awards maybe or trinkets or i don't know a gold star or something anyway because of that see henson was looking around to do his next movie specifically using the characters created by some chosen school kids and me and my friend Gary were the ones chosen from my school. And there's only one or two, maybe three others. In another school, there was a girl. I don't know who she was. But we had another little tragedy or or I had to move again. And I had to say goodbye to everyone. And I didn't know I won. I didn't know I was picked. So my friend, the next best artist in the entire school, was that same friend's cousin. And he was the one, those two plus the girl and maybe one or two other people somewhere, they created the characters. 
So, and oh, what was his name? My Gary's cousin made a lot of money either way. He was doing a lot of drugs and stuff too. So he came up with, with trippy stuff and everything. And he ended up becoming because of the money he got from doing that movie. And he invented the striders that carried those creatures on the back. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and my friend invented the witch with the one eye, uh, the Olga, whatever. And he invented, uh, the good guys, the good Gelfling and the girl. And one day I go, I, I, we finally met up many years later in my twenties or thirties or something, late twenties. And we're hanging out at the zoo, looking over at the pigs. And there's a girl past him. We're leaning over the fence. He was to my left and a girl was past him. I'm like, wow, that girl, that girl looks like that Gelfling. <laughs> and that, in, in that movie, Dark Crystal is like, don't make fun of my character. What do you mean? Don't make fun of your character. I designed my character. I, uh, I was the one who designed that and you were supposed to be the other guy. It should have been me making the character. That's the kind of girl that was kind of the look I was looking for. So like a long blonde haired girl, sweet and innocent, but cute, but sexy too, you know, in a way, innocent though. Like, and, um, like kind of magical, like, and, um, so I'm like, what? Why didn't you tell me? Like, we're still just trying to re-get to know each other. And so he's like, yeah, well, thanks to you, my cousin had to like fill your place. And he told me all the other characters he made, they come up with the, uh, I think his cousin invented the bad bird creatures. Skeksis or whatever and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it went on like that. He told me about it and, and I was like, that was one of my favorite movies. I went out there with my other new best friend. After I moved, when it came out, we were left there, dropped off there. When we came out, we didn't have a ride for hours and the temperature dropped to like 20 degrees. I had no jacket. I was freezing like I've never froze my whole, whole life for hours. And we finally got a ride. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. But it was worth it. It was worth it. What a great movie. It was like my favorite movie. I'm like, I'm so glad I did this. And uh, I don't care that I was freezing. So it was like a memorable night for me, that, like, just freezing to death. <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, and that's my story, and I'm sticking with it, except I have to add. I'm sorry, guys. See, that guy, damn it, what was his name? Um, um, anyway, his cousin made a lot enough money i think it might have even helped him sell drugs but he became a tattoo artist and he opened up a shop and he got real good better and better he's well known pretty well known and he the last thing he did the last thing he did in his life the night before he died on fire was he he tattooed a long flame up this 19-year-old-ish kid's arm, and they both died in the station nightclub fire the next night. And, uh Yeah, with my sort of an ex of mine and other gr- people I knew. And uh so the station nightclub fire... I don't know what year it was. It might have been 99. It might have been 2000. If anyone knows what it is, it was famous. It was across the country news. That was the last thing he did. And it was all because of the dark crystal and its magical effects. Okay, you guys talk. 
Wow, that's kind of creepy. Um, <laughs> so there is more to it. I've always wondered about the uh, story. I've heard a lot of different theories about that movie and the the Skeksis and who they really are, or that Jim Hansen was really trying to help um, tell you tell us things without actually, you know, putting it right mm-hmm. out there and just saying it. So I've heard a lot of those different theories, but um, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. But yeah, that movie scared me a lot of those characters um those those puppets are just pretty pretty creepy but it was it was a really good movie i thought a really good story too it was yeah Yeah. i agree and that that was another movie that was really cutting edge for its time that you did i think it was one of the first movies that was all puppets and a full-length feature film i may be wrong on that but it was definitely one of the first for sure because i remember that when i was a kid too yeah, imagine, I mean, I probably would have screwed it up. It, it's probably way, I'm so glad I, 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 I was not in it because like it just would not have ended up being whatever, I, who knows? Who knows? What, what why do you say that? What, what do you think would have, would have, well, um... I, all, all I know is that I loved it as it was. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if I wasn't there, the input from the other guy would not have been there. It, it just, Oh, uh, who know? Uh, I just don't. We wouldn't have had the Striders, probably. Uh, I don't know. Now, have you seen the sequel to it? I don't remember. I'm not. There's I a. It's. It went on Netflix. I don't know if it's a movie or if it's a TV series or something like that. But I do remember right before I canceled my Netflix, they were. That was the the big buzz is that they were making a sequel to the Dark Crystal. So I know it's on Netflix, um, but I've I've never seen it myself. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I didn't realize that either. I'm going to be checking that out tonight. I'm kind of scared of sequels, yeah, yeah. especially after Star Wars, what they did with Episode 7, 8, yeah, and that's true. 9. It's <laughs> just like I don't even want to think about those ones. But I do like the whole book of, of Boba Fett, and I like all the all that stuff. But, um, yeah, 7, 8, and 9, horrible, ruined everything. I just want to act like hey. that never happened. I take it personal. I, I, <laughs> I take it personal. I, <laughs> I try to um I try to just enjoy whatever it is that is enjoyable about like any movie except I just became more and more and more critical over a lifetime and uh maybe it's age and the fact that we're seeing through a lot of the you know what's going on in the world but um you know it's kind of political and I actually no longer trust those producers not even like the et guy the um well, what are their names again talking about spielberg like the, or yeah both like you got you got spielberg and and, and uh, uh george uh lucas george lucas yeah yeah well exactly. lucas is like pretty much him. out because he he sold out he sold so it's all like disney it's all kathleen kennedy now she's running disney not running disney but running the whole star wars thing she just completely raped star wars it just felt like they just uh, – I, I, I just can't get over it. Sorry. Yeah, it became political. <laughs> but, but Rick, you could um, – that will be good for you to have on your Saturday show too, like these – those kind of movies and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean not those movies but like uh, Dark Crystal. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that would be another great one. I got a few – been taking notes and stuff, writing down a lot of movies that I like to find the hidden allegories in, like I was telling people during the show, uh, kind of like hitting meetings and stuff like that, and also with music. I think it would be a lot of fun to do that, and it's a good way to learn, too, that is a little bit different, but still, you know, you're learning a little bit. 
Right. And you guys mentioned like the movie Outbreak and stuff. And I've talked about that. That was um, designed to prepare us for this pandemic for real. That is the purpose of it. And um, was that the same? What was the movie they talked about blowing up the place to, to kill the virus you guys were talking about? Yeah, no, that, yeah. yeah, that's the same movie Outbreak. It is the same movie. Okay, yeah. I, I yeah. kind of thought so. I wasn't positive uh, because they've thought of that before. <clears throat> like they've had a like one scenario. I don't remember the whole movie or its name from like the 70s, but it was this massively deadly thing that was going around getting ready to be released in just a vial or something. And in the end, all I remember is that you think that the bad guy thought he got away. He's holding the vial of some liquid, I guess, that he's going to release in the air. And it would it would like immediately just kill everyone on Earth, like real fast. And um, the last scene was of like a fighter jet just coming by and just blew the helicopter or a little plane out of the sky and blew up that with the virus. And that that was their solution to just blow up maybe the whole house or something. Maybe I'm confusing you know what, the. You know what that sounds like? I don't want to. I mean, I hate to spoil the the latest James Bond movie, but it sounds very similar. It sounds oh. very. I mean, you always hear about things like that. I don't know. Have you have either of you seen that? The late the last James Bond movie that I they made. I don't think so, I. I don't think I have. Oh, that's another horror thing. It's hard to watch any movies nowadays. Like, what did they do in the eighties and the nineties? <laughs> movies were awesome. 70s, exactly. Like, they made some great movies. Like now, when you look at it, it's. I mean, James Bond. The last James Bond movie was so good, but he gets this virus, and guess guess what happens to him? He dies. Yeah, he dies. He dies. He dies. Oh, oh yeah. He dies then... to save the to, to save us from this from the virus spreading. Right, and you wow. know now that would that that was made right before COVID too. I think I think if I remember, because that movie was supposed to come out in like 2019 or something. It didn't come out to like what I mean a couple months ago or something. So right, that was pretty interesting. Well, what do you think? Do you? Th- I always ask. I remember asking you this, Bill. Like, do you? You definitely uh, believe that the elite and that and the satanic people running this world. The dark cult, whatever you want to call them. Do you think that they really like uh, throwing it in our face and putting uh, these movies out just to kind of show them what's coming? Show us, I should say, what's coming down the the pike, kind of thing. Or do you like they? I definitely think they are. I just want to get your opinion. If you think that that's what they're kind of doing, is just throwing it in our face and showing us what we have to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, they. Um, first of all. Yes, it's absolutely true. I know it for 100% fact. They, they're preparing you to believe in the concept, first of all. Now remember, see, the show's, the premise, regardless of how it ends, good or bad, is still, the virus is real, and it will kill everyone. Okay, that's the premise, no matter what. See, like, like in, um, like, in other words, like, like in a, wait, what was the movie we were just talking about? Outbreak. Okay. An outbreak. outbreak yeah. It was a real virus. It really did practically kill a town or whatever. They put the bubble over everyone. They worked on them. They were trying to come up with a solution. And one solution is to medically figure it out. One solution was to blow up the whole town. Now, both solutions, see, the blowing up of an entire city is literally what I've said on air is one of their solutions. They plan on, in some cases, 
nuke because they just simply want to nuke a city, they'll just say, well, oh, it, there's nothing we can do. It's going to get out. We got to stop it. Everyone's infected. Stop them now. They they're they're trying to escape and then blow up the city and say, you know, solved. Right. And um, <laughs> so so in the movie, you have two solutions. One is blow up the town. Or, no, no, we've got the cure. I've got the cure. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Okay, you know what it comes down to? It's still leaving in your head the virus is real. It's real, and the government is happen. in control. It's going. The right. government is in control either way. The government is going to nuke you, or the government is going to bubble wrap your town. And both and, of those will save us. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, apparently. Right, and they're gonna quarantine you whether you like it or not. For our for for our goodness, I mean, just to help us because because they love yeah. us so much. Yeah. Hey, but there you guys, which, okay. I was gonna say, um, the other movie that always comes to mind. I talked a little bit to to Rick about this. Is the movie World War Z? Because in that movie, to face the zombies, for them, for the zombies to not recognize who these people are, so that they can walk around the whole world and kill. The zombies, they pretty much get a vaccination. So they vaccinate them themselves with the zombie virus so the zombies don't know that they're not zombies. The zombies think that they're also zombies too, so then they can pretty much go out and kill all of the zombies. But again, like you said, the virus or the 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 vaccination is the, is the savior. Is the cure. Is the savior. Yep, is the cure, yep. Same as I am legend, another virus one where a virus wipes everything out. They're definitely, I think, planting it in our subconscious with these movies and like you said, Greg, with the, you know, take the vaccine. It's going to make you, you know, it's going to cure all the problems and stuff like that. They're definitely planting that in people's subconscious. I definitely agree with Bill on that. Yeah. And, and you know what, with, um, with I am legend, of course, they're planning the pandemic. They're making it plausible why people are going to be damaged and hanging upside down in the dark with their doggies. Um, you know, basically what happened in that movie, what really happened? I'll tell you what happened. They put a wall. See, the wall issue has been an issue building up. That's true. They, mm. Yeah. It was a walled city that, again, the military completely controlled mm -hmm. uh, who goes in and out. And um, it's no mystery why even the concepts and talk of walls were building up. They're going to wall every city and then they pretty much walled in all of like Washington DC in like like it's three days. Like like they put like I don't know how many miles it was like miles upon miles of walls throughout Washington DC. But um you guys when you were talking about music to kind of switch temporarily is um you know you're talking about like what's light metal? Uh oh. Uh we just um we just lost Greg uh Hey, um, let's see. Ah, did you get yeah. him back? Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm here. Oh, there we go. Oh. Perfect. Oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I hesitated uh, for you, Greg, and um, and Rick, jump in anytime. You guys jump in. Um, sometimes I'll accidentally talk too long. I apologize. But um, but you guys were talking about like Greg. You asked what um, what is light metal? Like, see, it yes. goes like this. But it goes from like pop music, pop rock, rock, 
uh, to pop or you, pop doesn't even count in a way. All right. So there's rock, right? And sometimes they do say there is light rock, but, but then there's, there's rock and then there's hard rock. Then sometimes they kind of say heavy rock and then rock switches just to metal. So beyond hard rock now, it's harder than hard rock is just metal. So harder than rock is metal. Okay. I get it. I get <laughs> yeah. It. Greg's getting schooled on music. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But then it goes, then, then, so metal is what you would call light metal because the mm. next stage after just metal would be either or heavy metal or speed metal. And Interesting. Yeah. So, but, but then it then there's more. Oh, then there's after, a lot more. <laughs> I'm kind of many categories away. after I'm, that. I'm kind of blown, blown by the fact that I could actually start calling metal light metal. Yeah, you you cool. termed it, man. You coined it. You coined that currency, that yep. musical currency. Uh, and I already warned. I already warned Greg Bill that uh, <laughs> that he's got three songs he's got to listen to tomorrow morning, and I'm like, oh, oh they're boy. coming. And he's oh, got. Yeah. He promised me he would listen to them. I had to listen to that poor Phil Collins. <laughs> Three songs of that nonsense. Hey, and, uh, that, I'm telling you, Billy, don't you lose my my. <laughs> yeah. That is the uh, Billy song there. Well, it it is because uh, the the girls used to sing that together to me in school. <laughs> See? Uh, See? <laughs> you know what's funny? I met like when I was like I was nine, and I, I again I moved. I went to I was new at a new school again. Like. I'm um, like kind of surrounded by everyone, but the girls all like me. And, um, and, um, like three of them were like flirting with me all the time. And I was still shy. I was still very shy. And, um, and like one girl was Kim and one was Jasmine. And, um, and they both with some other girl, like would get up together and like line up in front of me and sing that to me occasionally. And then it died away. And, um, and then eventually I moved, right? But that, that was when I was like nine years old. And then I go, years go by and I like, I'm like 18. And eventually I get ready to go to college. I move into a buddy's house and, um, working at McDonald's. It, and there she is. I, I, I met her and, uh, I was already kind of with another girl or something. And, um, she was my supervisor. Wow. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was like a return thing, and uh, it's not like a super great romance story there, but uh, well, I, I no, mean, but so, it's gonna give so, it's gonna give Greg ammunition now to sell this Phil Collins to me and every other people. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, did she sing to you at that point or no? Oh, uh, no we. I was um kind of like an earhead then, and uh, <laughs> I had I had like my hair blonde. And I was her worker and, uh, we, we were friendly to each other, but she was really too busy. I was too busy to really talk. I was kind of dating a couple girls there. And, uh, I think that kind of turned her off. And, um, I was living with, uh, one of them, like their family. So like, uh, like right after, like part of the time I was living with my friend, then I moved into my van and just drove around with two buddies until, we ended up at the other girl's house and um the the girl i was going to end up with in mcdonald i was hooked on a girl i met at the beach 
and I didn't want to date anyone. So everyone who asked me out, then I, I only kind of dated a couple times quick. And one was the girls, <laughs> the, the girl I was supposed to date's brother's girlfriend. <laughs> and, and then, and then, then I moved in with her and her family and ended up being with her sister. And she ended up with being my other friend who we live hmm. with together in the van. And that's my story and I'm sticking with it. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you gotta see the movie. Just just see the movie someday. <laughs> I don't know if Phil Collins would like that story there um, related to his music, but that's okay. I can I can ask. Yeah. Him. Hey, but Greg, uh, real quick, um, we'll we'll give you both guys to talk about your show and your books and stuff right now. Quick, Greg, tell everybody about your awesome accomplishments in the world again. Oh, geez. Oh, well, I mean, um, I've been writing a couple books. I wrote a book on 911. I specifically wrote it for my family to just kind of get them caught up on everything. And, you know, I, I figured they may not listen to other people if I give them a, um, a DVD and say, hey, check this out. If, you know, if I tried to, cause it seemed like none of that worked, but, um, but I like writing. So I decided to write a book. On 911, just kind of to put some of the basic facts, some of the things like World Trade Center 7, all that stuff in there. Um, my dad is a firefighter, so obviously that was a big catch, you know, to see. I try to tell him, hey, all of these firefighters are saying, man, there are bombs here. You know, there's bombs there. Like, look, look at what happened to all of these people, how we all got tricked. And so I've kind of used that and over, over time it, it has worked. So, um, that book, you know, I just wrote for my family, for my friends, for my future family, just to kind of let them know, Hey, this stuff is real. There's really something wrong. What the government told us about that is, is not true. You can clearly look at WTC seven. You can clearly look at bombs in those buildings, et cetera, et cetera. So I just documented that, documented, um, a lot of that stuff and, um, so that was that that was a fun book, but then the whole David Crowley thing. Um, I wrote that book too. I wrote this book because uh, I, I felt like there was only one side being out, getting out there. David Crowley um, did a a movie trailer in 2012 called Gray State. It was really popular. A lot of people liked it. Uh, talking about you know the the whole government pretty much coming in, kicking down doors, and putting people in these FEMA camps and stuff like that, which a lot of us here. In, in the states are kind of thinking with the covid that's where all this is going you know so but david crowley was a a filmmaker he was a a former soldier um on january 17 2015 they say that the bodies his body his wife's body and his five-year-old daughter's body were were all found and then they quickly within hours within at least 24 hours they were blaming david crowley of this of this crime and this book that I wrote hopefully will kind of show people why David Crowley is not guilty. There is another killer out there. You know, it's so easy for us to just say that our soldiers will just shoot themselves, right? It's another thing to say that they'll shoot themselves, shoot their wife, shoot their five year old daughter. So that's what really kind of grip gripped me and um has kind of pushed me to kind of keep on and just to let people know some of these simple facts. All the books that I write it's more like textbooks. It's not for 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 entertainment value. Every PDF, every book that I write, you can always get it free. I'm, like I said, I'm working on a couple other books, a Kyle Rittenhouse book, a voter fraud book, even a COVID book, too. So we'll see how, how that one goes. But it's really for those people who have it, you know, who really want to get back to the old school paper. You know, the whole book burning thing that we're dealing with now, they can burn our digital 
um, media, burn our digital platforms now, the whole the whole shadow banning. It's almost like it's it's a little more difficult for them to burn a physical book. So I can take my book, I can pass this out, I can chat with people. I use it as a as a way to just try to 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 get people to understand some of these basic things here. So that way, you know, it, whatever they're going through, whatever they think is is really happening here, we can all kind of see how all of these different things tie in to the same evil that we all face every day in our lives. And that also means we have these the same savior within Jesus Christ who is always there with us. So I've always tried to make sure I put my focus on Christ first, which is a big challenge when you look at everything that is going on here. But from my view, if I take Christ out of it, that's when I really fail. When I keep him in it and I write these books and I, and I make sure that I keep him a part of everything that I do, this, this satisfaction that I personally get from my family, from my friends, from people that I don't know, from people that that will contact me and just you know say hey thanks for that you know whatever and they, maybe there's only one or two things that they like in 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 these books but it it's to help their research not for me to tell them what is happening but hopefully for them to get some of the some of the data that they may not get in this digital world here it's a totally different world i fear for our children that are growing up in this digital world it is very very scary at at times and um i just feel like you know Paper is making a comeback. Let's make paper yeah. sexy again. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking today to suggest on air that everyone get as many bags and baggy type things, the two the two gallon bags for freezer food, the food stuff. And I am a firm believer in this. And speaking of prepping, we books and magazines and things like that, booklets, everything is going to be so valuable. So I'm saying seal everything, seal everything, weatherproof everything. And this is something I've done over the years before I had to even move so much and store my things outside. Um, I'm telling you, if a tornado hits your home or something, you want as many things to survive for the future's sake um, as possible. Your pictures and particularly books. But um, I, I meant to introduce you guys sort of like um, I got a great, uh, you know, people always saying uh, like he's a good Christian. He's a good guy, but he's a good Christian. Specifically, you're a good Christian. And Rick, I would say, is like a good Gnostic. And but you are an excellent example of what a true good Christian is. And it's also why I consider myself um like an, uh, an ally of Christians, of which most of my life I was. I'm more more of a Gnostic, sort of a Christian Gnostic in a way still. But um, but to you, what you just said, Greg, is a perfect example, who you are. And um, in other words, you're not like playing, mincing with words and juggle, doing juggling acts. You want to give. You, you don't want all these excuses. You don't come up with excuses. You know, uh, there are maybe exceptions for some people, but you, you, you just want to give the facts. You want to help and you just do what you can to help. And that's it. It's just straightforward. So again, excellent, an actual good Christian man and family man. Yeah. And, and he's putting, and, and he's putting the work in, Bill. That's the thing that matters. Greg is putting the work in, getting the word out there and, 
you can't fault him for that, man. I commend him for it because he's hard at work all the time trying to get information out to people. And we all need to do that more because this is a fight for our freedoms and for everything about humanity, right? So any way you yeah. can do it, any way you can do it, whatever you're good at. Greg's great at writing. He's great at doing uh, videos and stuff like that. Other people are good at art. Some people are good at music. And Greg does music too. So, I mean, we all have a way that we can fight back and try to halt what's coming the best we can. Right. And, it, like, the battle. And um, But, Rick, uh, tell everyone, um, well, about both of your shows. But tonight you had your... Your new debut. I noticed uh, what you did there with your with your promo. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we were working on that, but definitely, uh, yeah, I can let people know it's uh, I'm uh, got my YouTube channel, which I let everybody know it's uh, Crypt Ricks. I've been thinking on YouTube, and I do a lot. It's all, basically all a lot of interviews that I do. I interview a lot of different guests. I've had Greg on a couple times. We've talked about the David Crowley case. We've talked about the Bohemian Club and what's all going on there. I've had a lot of other guests on. We've co I cover a lot of different topics that I just enjoy talking about and wanting to learn about. So I've had on uh, somebody that's researching Bigfoot, uh, Sasquatch. I've had Stephen Sanziri on, who wrote a book, Ultimate Prey, which is the uh, Yosemite Sightseer and Murders. He's a former police officer. He's a former bounty hunter. Uh, bail bondsman. He's had a gym and I've got two parts to the interview. I've got one interview posted already. I just did the second interview with him, which will be up tomorrow. And that's a great book, a great guest. He's a lot of fun. I know Greg's interviewed him uh, a few times too. So that's where you can find me on YouTube and then also here right here on Revolution Radio. I'm on Monday nights from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and on Studio B, 7 p.m. till 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep, cool. There's the break, folks. We'll be back in five-ish. Donate, please donate. Keep the keep the dream alive and argon alive. Five-ish. Listen to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. We'll be right back after this message. Join me in the Brian Rue Show on Revolution Radio, Eastern Standard Time, every Tuesday night from 6 to 8. And we talk about the four most vital things, in my view, affecting all of humanity. Number one is UFOs and aliens and their agenda for the advancement of humanity. Number two is the Jewish establishment's control over all aspects of human civilization. Number three, the truth about Adolf Hitler, how he was the opposite of what we've been told Number four is Advanced Ancient Global Civilizations. Join me on the Brian Rue Show, Tuesday nights from 6 to 8 on Studio B on Revolution Radio. The pill has been taken. The blinders are off. Are we in the end game? Or are we simply living a replay of a time that's already happened? with no choices. Different people have different points of view. When it comes to creation versus evolution, my point of view, we were created to evolve. 
the Red Pill. Every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern in Studio B. www.freedomslips.com at revolution.radio Check it out. I am Bill Johnson. Some consider my efforts to be an underground law school. I am not an attorney, and I do not give legal advice. I teach. That's lawful and legal. Consider yourself served. You are to appear Wednesday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, Studio A. My forte? Foreclosure and contract law. Grab your legal pad and pen. Learn a broad spectrum of law spanning administrative, criminal, family, tort, and federal law. Fools and losers cling to old cases. I dissect and comment on the latest rulings that control the courts. Don't be a loser. And if you don't appear, you will be held in contempt. The original machine had a base plate of prefamulated amulite surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two spurving bearings were in a direct line with a panometric fan. The lineup consisted simply of six hydrocoptic marzal veins, so fitted to the ambifacient lunar wane shaft that side fumbling was effectively prevented. The main winding was of the normal lotus o deltoid type placed in panendermic semi-boloid slots of the stator, every seventh conductor being connected by a non-reversible tremie pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meters. Thank you for listening to Revolution Radio, taking the confusion out of transmutated lunar girdle springs for four years and running. Revolution Radio, the number one listener-supported alternative media radio on the planet. I want to thank everybody for listening to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com, the one place where information never sleeps. Revolution, Revolution Radio. two great guests with us tonight we have who had just dropped and then rejoined uh with us greg fernandez jr great author writer and uh very good christian family man alongside of crypt rick our revolution radio crypt rick who is on mondays and saturdays 
And, uh, Rick, we'll, uh, we'll give you guys both, you know, more time to talk about your shows as well. We'll get back into music a little bit and maybe some of the, uh, the books and what you're doing now, Greg, as well, whatever you guys want to talk about. And of course, I you guys were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, uh, basically, uh, that was a good, that was a good, um, good first show you guys had together t- tonight, um, on the seven to eight, uh, studio, that was Studio B, right? Yeah. yeah, Studio B. It was a lot of fun too. It was like, like, I try to tell people that's how what I do to decompress is I, music is a big part of my life. And if I didn't have that, I don't know where it would be because I can only do so much research before my brain starts to hurt or I get upset or I get mad. So that's what I use to decompress is usually it's art or definitely music. And even if I'm doing my art, I'm still listening to music. So it's a huge part. And I know Greg and I are kind of like oil and water with a lot of music. Uh, that's, you know, <laughs> but I thought it was great. And I'm open to all types of music. I honestly did give Phil Collins an honest try. Nice. I listened to three or four songs, and I don't mind the one. He sent me one tonight, and I didn't mind the song. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't like I did, you know, rushing to turn it off. So I'm open to all different types of music now. I'm not just a metalhead. I do like a lot of other music. So, I mean, I I love having chats with Greg, and we talk music, and we talk about other things, and it's just great to have conversation, and it was a fun show. Yeah, yeah, and 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 that song that I sent you was actually Billy's feature theme song. So cool. Well, there, yeah, there, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that being Billy's feature. Uh, yeah, his theme song for sure. Yeah, you had two of them though, didn't you? You, Yeah, I think Rick. Yeah, Rick had another option for you. Yeah, what was that? Oh, I was gonna. I told him I was gonna send you ACDC Highway to Hell. I'm like, that's what he needs for an intro. (laughs) And Greg was like, that's totally the opposite of what I was sending him, but. You did. What was that one that you sent me last night, Bill? That song that I really liked, and I said would make a great. In- you said you're going to use it for an intro eventually, and it's a great song. Like I could see that oh, being yeah. an intro. Yeah, like pieces of it anyway. Uh, I I don't want to make it too long. I would love it to be long. Maybe the whole we couldn't do the whole long version. <laughs> right. But uh, I was, you know, did you get to listen to that um, loud today though during the day? Yes, it was amazing. It's great. I can see the intro, the beginning of it being the intro for your show, for sure. It, it's just, it's <laughs> yeah. perfect. Yeah. Well, I wanted Tron. I wanted, I wanted, uh, uh, Tron music, the, 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 like the second or third movie, like, uh, yes. like, uh, y- you know, that's what I really wanted. But this is kind of like that, you know, parts of it are. And, um, but it's the 20, what we're talking about, Greg, is the, um, is a is like the new modern fast uh i don't know how what, what would you describe it what kind of music rick i would say it's uh yeah that's a tough one i guess maybe Fun? no it's uh, when he tells you it, it's kind of like rock in a way but like tech it's kind of like it's kind of techno-y like, yeah it's uh, like a techno rock kind of like it's it's actually really well done and it's actually pretty cool yeah it what it is greg the song is the new 20 20 25 25 like in the year 25 25 i used to sing that song in karaoke karaoke i love karaoke yeah it's fun man <laughs> bill collins karaoke here we go so, oh, <laughs> you, you can't get me off off of the mic i'll be on there all night long for sure so so now you've got now you've got a song from me now greg uh, mm-hmm. that you'll also have to uh be judging you're gonna oh, have okay. to get okay yeah you're gonna have to get judgmental. I'm very critical, guys. I'm super critical of any music, by the way. So just throwing that out there. 
I know this is kind of like might be like too modern for you. I mean, I love I really love everything. I love everything you said. Like I love um, like I used to be a beach boy. Like I used to nice. I, I lived on an island. I lived on Jamestown Island and um, we'd be, there'd be hills going down towards all the water and uh, we'd be beach bums and we'd consider ourselves beach boys and we'd be skateboarding. We'd make those paths in the real hard turns. We'd be skateboarding all the time, playing the Beach Boys. That was our. That was nice. Our, yeah, that was our <laughs> skateboard music. All right. So, so then, so then, is it Beach? If you had a, if you had to choose Beach Boys versus Beatles, I, I'd pick the Beach Boys, man. Like the Beatles, <laughs> the Beatles were like I had mixed, weird, great and bad feelings about the Beatles, and I, Did and it? I think. Yeah, Isn't the like, Beatles. I mean, yeah, for 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 me with with the Beatles, and please, uh, I want you to to finish on that. But it, there was some brainwashing stuff that I felt was going on with their music, right? That and that's what bothered me. It felt like we were they were trying, like it was there was a secret, like funding going on for some, re- and it was it was the uh, Tavistock in, thing. Oh yeah, you just know, look at some of their look at some of their the the Beatles album covers. Like there's so much um occulted stuff in some of their album covers and it's if you know what you're looking for and you have the eyes to see it, it's right in your face. They didn't really try to hide it too much. Was it was it after like nineteen sixty five, nineteen sixty six? Because it really seems like I've heard many different I'm sure you both have heard all the theories about everything, but you know, where something happened, Paul isn't Paul. What do you guys think about the fact that they say that Paul died in nineteen sixty five or sixty six and there was a new Paul? What are you guys' thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, what what do you think, Rick? Well, I've I've watched a lot of uh documentaries on that and stuff like that and I see I'm the probably the worst person to ask because I'm not a Beatles fan. So I mean I'm I to be honest, that's better. It that's better it, yeah, you it, wouldn't have a bias. On well, yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, I but I don't really know a lot of like I know about them, but I don't. They're not something I follow, like a band I follow or anything. But with that said, it wouldn't surprise me if they did bring in somebody that was like a a fake one and and try to you know it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. Like it's exactly what I would see them doing because I think they had to keep that for whatever reason the Beatles were around at the time. Whether you think it was a uh, to do some brainwashing or to serve a different agenda. If they had to keep that machine going, of course they're going to bring in somebody to take the place and try to make them look the same. It wouldn't surprise me. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I I think it's more plausible that he is it, it like Paul was killed, right? Because it, and and that they did replace him. Although I can see how we just it could be just a whole bunch of coincidences just over the line however there are plenty there's plenty of evidence of course it's not proof but it's but it's definitely like this is over the top and the change of eye color is actually not a clue to me they regularly highlight or change eye color if they wanted it to look different for like an album cover or a photo shoot you know and um and people do change and even even ears do change for some people. They do morph, and people say they don't at all, but sometimes they do. Right. It's you know, and and things like that. And but no, all the evidence. Well, there's just too much. Co- there's too many coincidences to me. I I lean more. 
I'm mostly convinced that Paul was shot and killed or killed. They left all the clues because they were a team. They were literally like an MI5, MI6 kind of team here. It was, it was a queen operation, just like all the big bands from England. They were funded by England. England is a hierarchy. It's, it's not like a democracy. They, they were allowed over here for the purpose of doing the Queen's work, period. You know, just like all the bands from England, it was, it was an actual invasion. It was a real British invasion, psychological operation. They funded those bands. They made sure they outdid our bands. That's what happened. They, they paid them well. They picked the best ones. They funded them to come over here. They funded and made sure they got booked everywhere. And then they paid for fake crowds and girls ripping out their hair, which got the rest of them actually doing it. That's what happened in my opinion. Right. But, uh, you know. Right. Because you only, you only need a couple people to kind of get it, get it started. Right. I mean, that's always been the whole thing. We don't, they don't need the government, the shadow government, the, the whole, Whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever this dark structure, this dark crystal power is, they don't need everybody. They just need it at the very top to, to be a cheerleader to kind of bring in everybody. It's like the Pinocchio scene where they all go to this island and they all become jackasses, right? I mean, they kind of, they bring them in. They say, Hey, come on in, come on in. You know, your parents are crap, blah, blah, blah. They're kidnapping kids and stuff like that. And this is kind of this, the same thing with the whole brainwashing. I mean, you look at some of these kids when they go to these shows and you have the Beatles and then, it, you know, it goes on to these other groups and everything. But I mean, the women, you look at the, look at when they take those shots from the crowd and the women and the girls are crying, they're passing out. Like that's not normal. There's really something, <laughs> something yeah. really bad going on there. Yeah, I don't know. And it's were, not, and it's at, not hard to, at, at right. the the whole heavy metal concerts. I don't know if mm-hmm. that happens there too. Are the women crying and oh yeah, out and, yeah know. for guys like Bon Jovi and all of that. Oh yeah, women. <laughs> that's, oh yeah, but that's sure. light metal. Well, yeah, that's light metal. metal. I don't know about heavy metal. I'm sure some <laughs> do, but it's like what Bill was saying. It's not hard to promote these bands that are that were coming over from Britain and stuff like that with these agendas. Especially when you own the media, you own the music companies. You own all the promotion companies, like you own everything. It's not hard to get over whatever band you want to do. That's not a hard thing to do when you own everything, and that's what they do. So, yeah. did they kill John John Lennon? What do you guys think about that? I know we had the whole yeah. trial. There's a lot of things. I think, think so. They, yeah, I think that's so. a weird one, right? That's a very weird case. It's like a Sirhan right. Sirhan almost. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. wasn't he not big on speaking out? He was big on speaking against the Vietnam War and stuff, was he not, Greg? That's true. Like he was yeah, like, right. yeah. I mean, he back then you get like that was a different time. I tell people like you have to remember that was such a different time, and you know they did not want people speaking out like he was doing, and he had a, you know at that time he was a big person to talk, like a big voice. A lot of people knew him, and I'm sure they didn't want him going around, you know, saying the things he was saying. So it wouldn't surprise me if they got rid of him. <laughs> I mean, he was just saying, all, all we are saying is give peace a chance. Like, well, yeah. Like that. Like, the last thing they want the is peace. Yoko ono, Yoko ono, I always thought there was some, there was some weird well, stuff there. Too. Yeah, Yoko can take her violin or whatever she plays or ukulele <laughs> and, like, just go home. I can't take no more. Don't give me, Greg, do not send me Yoko music. I can't do it. No, Only if you send don't. me something really tragic. Okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Really Yoko's got to take her violin or, or, or ukulele uh, and go home. We actually, you know, we actually bought a 
record. It's a John Lennon and a Yoko Ono. So like every other song is John Lennon. So oh, me wow. and, and my wife were like, we loved every John Lennon song, but every other song is Yoko Ono. And it's <laughs> not easy for anyone who has a record player. It's not easy to just <laughs> switch to the next song there. You can't do it without ruining your record. So we were like, ah, but I finally found one that just has all of John Lennon's. Uh, it's like, it's like a greatest hit of John Lennon post Beatles. And it's, I mean, it's some great, there's some great songs there. Well, you know, uh, Yoko was supposed to be, uh, according to some uh, pretty, pretty authentic people, I mean, plausible people, that uh, she was his handler. And so was the other girlfriends and or wives. And their job was to get the drugs going in America, keeping it going and using political manipulation and all that. Right. So. But their job, people don't say of what I say, their job was to outdo us. So as long as they were up there, people buying their records, records and being on, on TV, that was taking place of an American band that would have been there and would have been making money. They were trying to, they were using, see, the queen has all her people's money, whether they like it or not, that those bands get funded. So they get to be on top and then people go buy their tickets and so on. So first of all, they're taking our money. They're competing. And, and then it's everything we just said. But Yoko, like you guys just made a good point. Like, like they put, instead of putting her songs with John uh, as being like the last songs on beat the B side, <laughs> they mixed it. They mixed it. They mixed They mixed it. <laughs> That's how they brainwashed me, guys. Sorry. Yeah. She really did suck. I felt bad for her when I used to hear about it, but <laughs> she does suck. And, uh, and uh maybe but that's John why. Lennon must have known that like how like unless he was brainwashed unless he was influenced by the devil like how could you not know like dude it's this is horrible uh, you know horrible. he loved her he loved her well she was if let's say it, he was doing his job he was thinking about pulling out and that's why he killed they killed both of them that's, because that's what I heard yeah yeah he was gonna he, move know, away from her yeah so he was kind of be, maybe be partly because of that or or um or um he just let it go as he was planning his escape he sure. he stopped he stopped he stopped wanting to tell people to do drugs he started to say no no i, I don't believe in drugs anymore or not as much right right and and he was doing the peace thing now today will probably cause the new people the, the the new kids to start making songs like uh give peace give up give your peace or something <laughs> sexual like <laughs> piece of a piece i, I want to yeah your piece Let's yeah you know pieces meet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something to that effect exactly uh <laughs> you know, i got a piece for you yeah <laughs> right, right. But you guys, here, here's how it goes. Like with the going back to music. All right, here's how it goes. It goes rock. All right, before all rock, you make it up. Then it hits mm -hmm. rock. That divides into pop music, uh, okay. soft rock, and then hard rock, and then, and then, um, then metal, then, then speed metal, then heavy metal, and then one, what comes after that? Thrash thrash music and it's kind of a mix of heavy metal kind of organized kind of fun 
but yet mixed with a lot of banging in pots and pans and destruction. Now, what com- what comes after thrash? What what comes next? Uh, death thrash? metal. <laughs> noise. Noise. Just, just just noise. Okay, so I, I was half <laughs> right, Bill. I was half right. Noise, death metal, same thing. Well, it's kind of yeah. weird. How, how do you go from from rock, from hard rock, like hard rock versus hard metal? Like, is it just because they're screaming? Because they're like wild dances in heavy metal? What's what's the difference here, guys? It's faster and it's harder, and they scream more. Like they do more of a girly scream sometimes. You know? yeah, I mean, I, I've heard Phil. I've heard Phil Collins scream. I mean. Maybe he should be classified in that, too. Maybe his work should be added to that. No, 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 Greg. Now, settle down. Settle down there. We're not putting, what do we need? Do Phil. I need? Okay. We're not putting <laughs> Phil in the heavy metal category now. Now you're just, no. come on now. So no. if if Phil and David Mustaine, if they did a, if they formed their own group, you wouldn't consider that heavy, heavy metal? You wouldn't well, consider that? Well, maybe. That'd be, might, maybe. Yeah. That'd be a weird one. But. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, that's a yeah. That, now my brain's gonna break thinking of that one, Mike. <laughs> like you can't do that to me, Greg. Like, but no, yeah, it's like the categories get ridiculous, Greg. They really do yeah, because I you know. got main categories, and then you got like a hundred different subcategories. And it and really doesn't mean it doesn't really mean right. anything. Yeah, like I mean, people like I was saying to you when you talk about Alice Cooper, a lot of people call him the godfather of heavy metal. I don't think of Alice Cooper as heavy metal. <laughs> I think of Alice Cooper as hard rock. Oh, I was thinking about Alice Cooper today. Yeah, he's not heavy metal, though. Shock rock, I'll give him. Yeah, kind of right. Like theme. He's kind of like theme rock. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But here's, hey, I got got another one for you, right? This, I invented this word a long time ago. Um, All right, new kind of music. We went from heavy metal, et cetera, all the way up to noise. Then comes techno, right? And then, oh and then it, and then for techno, if, if there's really bad techno, I've invented a term, the new music after that for modern lefties in particular is, <laughs> it is called techno. Techno, <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> hell and then no. after that, and then after that, Bill, then we got Yoko's music. Oh, <laughs> yo go for you go away you go away yo go away yeah yo there's there's a lot of that today i feel like a lot of that it's really hard i don't know i mean do you guys ever try i feel like i don't give the new music a a chance but i also feel like i don't have access to really good i feel like there are a lot of great artists out there who will never get noticed who you won't really know their local bands etc cetera, etc cetera, like that there's so many Yoko great bands what local, no i thought we got off no, no. i know i know i know go ahead <laughs> but they may be local too they may be crazy man. yeah but you know i mean there's it just feels like there's so many bands out there and it's so great to have the encouragement those bands those kids that are just getting started man like they need to be encouraged by it and i think a lot of them when they look at okay 
this this is what I was taught. You know, what is what is the what is the whole media want? What do they want? What music are they looking for? And make that music. But for real artists, it's like, no, man, make the music you want to to make. Write the the music that you want to hear. And that's what I've always done. And and when I look at a lot of these different groups and everything, I'm like, wow, like this is great stuff. So there are probably a lot of great songs, a lot of great bands, a lot of great groups that never get credit because they're just they don't get the exposure that um, some of these bigger bands get. But um, I, I hope that they keep up and just keep doing it, man. If, if you love making music, do not stop. Do not let anybody stop you ever. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my, my, I mean, my cousin and friends were in Battle of the Bands, and there were so many good bands when we w- used to go see them practicing and everything. They were so good, a lot of them. And, but, you know, the only one who makes it, is super good-looking people who are also into, you know, partying hard, you know, let's just say hard, you know, basically in, and uh, it's too bad. And so, I mean, I'm glad we've seen a lot of bands we did. But, you know, I, I forgot to mention, uh, uh, while I was trying to remember Bridget Dolgoff's um, guest's name, uh, I forgot to, I think I forgot to mention Bridget. It was like I was being pulled but I wanted to make sure everyone helps Bridget, do, in other words, donate to her PayPal and her links on her schedule as well. She needs it. I think um, those who have helped me um, recently a little bit, others plan to um, when they're able to and when I can get that straightened out. Um, and, um, you know, they know who they are and uh, um, basically uh, but Bridget Dolgoff. If I, if I didn't say her name, um, I, I still don't know her guest name, but she needs help. I need help. The station needs help. So please donate. We're a listener, entirely listener supported. So that way we'll keep having, you know, great guests on, have more great new hosts like Gripped Rick here and more. And, uh, so thank you everyone and, uh, <clears throat> which well appreciated. But guys, real quick, I found this disc. Someone sent me a bunch of discs for free. Uh, for me, as kind of a trade-off for uh, for information uh, on energy, you know, um, in the past. And, like, i just seen one of the um, disc names, and it's the name of a person, but it was just weird because it was pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. It was pre-plandemic Harry Jabs. <laughs> That's, like, <laughs> Harry Jabs is, like, oh, what a coincidence. Yeah, I know. And it's, uh, then there's more. And then there's Genius on Hold. I was thinking, did he, did they make a secret tape up? Oh, I mean, no, never mind. Sorry, guys. Okay. All right. Go ahead, guys. So if someone talk. <laughs> Harry Jeffs. Yeah. I'm going to have to think about that one there. Uh, too many jokes to just find one good one. But yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many people out there hurting. Um, there's so many people out there that do need help. And man, if you can help people, you know, if you can help them, um, please, please do. I mean, there's, it's such a, it's such a great feeling when, you know, when I feel like I'm, I'm able to actually help people, it doesn't happen all the, all the time. But I mean, if you have, um, their PayPal, I mean, are they on Venmo too? Are, are you guys, you know, I mean, it, the, the more ways, cause I'm not, I, I was on PayPal. I'm off PayPal. I do the whole Venmo. I don't know if you and this other person who may need help if they're on, on Venmo, but, um, that may be another, another option. 
um, too. But um, I know there's probably somebody out there who who can help, and you know, I, I definitely always try to try to help out as much as I possibly can because people need help, especially right now. I mean, this is such a crazy mm-hmm. time with the COVID and everything that is happening. It's really changed everything. There were people, you know, pre-COVID that were you know, just making it and just kind of, they were able to go on and on and on. But, um, even those people, I mean, I, you look at the whole un- unemployment rate since COVID and everything like that and all the people that are hurting. And those are just the numbers that we know about. Um, That's so great. yeah, if, if yep. it's, if it's possible, if at all possible, you know, every, every penny counts, whatever you can do to, to help. I think that's always, that's always a very good thing. And it gives you a great feeling too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree totally. It, it feels great to help people. And, and you're right, Greg. A lot of people need help. Uh, I just see, I just, when I, we were just driving down yesterday, driving down the main strip where I live and it was shocking to see how many of the mom and pop stores were like closed down and bordered up and stuff like that. It, like it really hit me actually really hard when I saw that because these are like shops that I used to go to all the time and you get to know the people there and they're just a family and it's usually a, a shop or something that has been passed down through the generations and they, you know, the, their children take over and, and stuff like that. And a lot of them are gone and I don't think we're ever going to see them come back. I just think that what's been going on for the last couple of years is just, it's been so stressful on people. So. I definitely agree, man. A lot of people need help, and it does feel great to help people when when you can. I I totally agree. Mm, yeah, yeah, and um, <clears throat> um, basically, I I wanted to be the giver. So you haven't lived until you've given. Exactly. That's right. Amen. You know. Amen to that. Yeah, and when I was planning on being a, an actual billionaire, or at least I was going to have it, no less than one million at the very lowest. For the deals I was being offered in the past, um, I, I was going to give a lot. I had, you know, I, I would have uh, focused on the homeless, you know, and uh, I, I would not have told most of my uh, family because I wouldn't want them bleeding away. Anyway, if they didn't need it and someone else needed it more, you know. Yeah, right. Uh, that that was my plan, but uh. But you guys, um, <clears throat> you talked about Bon Jovi too. I, no, Bon Jovi is like, he does like love songs too, though. Like he does, I don't know, like it, it's like, it's a, it's, he, does a, it's, he does a prayer song, you know, we're halfway there. Yeah. We're living on a prayer. I mean, that, living that on a prayer, yeah. Through, through some tough times. And that just shows the power of the whole music, how, how music can really reach us. It can really help us out, especially through these tough times. Everybody's going through tough times. Yep. If you're not going through a tough time, you know somebody who is going through it right now. Mm, and, yep. and, yeah, yeah. People, oh, people I agree. I, right now. Yeah, and, I, and I've already, lost, like I said, uh, over the last couple of years, I've already lost three friends, uh, close friends, uh, that, you know, had a hard time with it. Like, it, you know, they need... It just it it bothers me to talk about it, so I'm not going to talk about it much. But I have I've lost three close friends that uh, did not it didn't need to happen, and it it happened because they locked everything down and they kept things locked down. And a couple of my friends they were part of uh, meetings that 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 was what kept them going. It was the support of these meetings. It was the support of all the group to get them through it. And when they they take that away and they never it it just 
you know, I ended up losing a couple of friends for, for that. And I feel so, it hurts me so much when I think about it, how many families are suffering and how many families, you know, have been devastated from all of this government overreach and doing what they're doing with the mandates and that. And, you know, this is, this is having real consequences in our world. It's tearing families apart. Um, it's tearing friends apart. I've lost friends over this that won't talk to me because I haven't been vaccinated. They, they might talk to me on text, but they won't go anywhere near me. Like I'm swear to God, they see me like they're like eight feet away and they just won't come near me. And I've lost a couple of friends that won't talk to me. Like this is having real consequences and we have to be there for each other. We have to start sticking up for one another and helping each other, trying to wake people up to what's going on. So yeah, I definitely think that this is something affecting everybody. And in some form or another, Greg, I agree. Everybody's being affected by this in one way or another. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's like when, when they say it's a lockdown, it, it, to me, it's like, uh, it's like they chained everything down. They nailed it down. They, they, they pinned us down, you know, yep. and they locked us up is what they did, mm. y- you yes. know, yeah. and, uh, I'd say, uh, the song bad medicine kind of applies <laughs> to today too. That's you another know? good okay. yeah. song, actually. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I, like I I was supposed to meet Bon Jovi um through my friend Linus who knew everyone and had connections up the wazoo um but I never got to meet him uh a bunch of people but it doesn't matter. I, it's better I didn't, you know. But uh he sounded like a great guy, however, he kind of went along with the pandemic issue. Um I don't know his politics right now, but when they started coming out with those, everything has to be done through the, through the like, uh, like, like the group calls and like, you know, they're having virtual tour tours. Like right. they'd be, they'd be behind glass in a black room, all like sealed, you know, like COVID safe room, right? And then they'd be right. all the people on the world with all their little box pictures cube and, uh, uh, all the, the watchers, and you know, half of them are fake. Some of them are fake. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Y- you know, like groupies that aren't even real. <laughs> and like, <laughs> so he played along with it. And, uh, that's why I was against those band people. And, um, yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. Sense. The, the virtual banders, but, uh, well, they they also did that in baseball, in the sports games. Like, um, I I didn't have cable at, at the time, but when when all that happened, um, I was at my mom's house and um, they're watching a baseball game and they're piping in music. I'm like, this is, this is like a video game. Like, there's nobody in the in the crowd. There's nobody in the stands, and all of a sudden they're yeah. cheering for them. And and then it <laughs> pops up. It pops up in in my wrestling shows, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Like, yep. there is just something really wrong here where you guys you want to put on this show but you know you want to have all this stuff and then my spotify is you know every other ad is like hey you know my grandma can't see me so i have to get vaccinated and stuff like that my grandpa died i i could not see him because i wasn't vaccinated i never got to say really bye i i got to see him because my dad snuck in a video and so I was able to basically, we were ba- able to basically live stream so I could say bye to my, to my grandpa. But all that stuff, um, Trump was talking about all this stuff back in 29, 20, 
twelve or twenty uh twenty. And and you know, I was like, ah, maybe he's like over overdoing it, you know, he's he's talking about what what you guys are talking about, people that are committing suicide. The whole alcohol level is is up. There's more mm-hmm. people drinking. There's more people fighting. There's more people at home. There's there's more children being uh, uh, abused because mm-hmm. they're at home because because school was their safety zone. I mean, it's just it's just so crazy the way that this COVID thing, and it's like we're we're you know they never talk about okay how the hell did this happen. How the hell, where did this start? Let's talk about where that start. Let's really figure out, you know, where this thing came from. All It's just all they're doing is using it so they can play victim and play the actual hero so they can say, oh, we have this thing, you know, and, and we need to just – here's what we need to do. It's like, wait a minute. You guys don't even know where the hell this thing started from. How the hell are you going to tell us what we should do with it? doesn't make yeah. sense to me. And they're using mm-hmm. it to further – they're definitely – the politicians are using it to further their agendas, their careers, and I totally agree. they never talk about where, where, where it started. They exactly. They never talk about that. It's, it's so crazy. You guys, you guys remember in those stadiums, they also had the fake people, like the cardboard – Yes. Guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. In the baseball and dummies. Games. Yeah, there yeah. would be a guy, he'd like his, his whole head would come off because of baseball hit on it. <laughs> what, yeah. what am I watching here? I can't watch this stuff. Forget yeah, that. No, no. Yeah, right. Um, they should have all had, uh, maybe, maybe to like promote everyone to get the vax, they, they should have had each cardboard figure with, with vax needles hanging out off them. Well, here's, here's, I mean, here's what really pissed a lot of people off privately, because, you know, a lot of people don't get credit, especially here in California, like, you know, they're just like, oh, they're all, all Californians are like this. There's a lot of pissed off Californians that when they saw, they go to a Giants game, a baseball game, a Giants game, and they have the Black Lives Matter or Vax up. People don't want to hear that stuff. They don't want to hear that crap. You know what I mean? Right. I don't want to hear, oh, social, social justice. What the heck are you guys talking about? You guys have no idea. We're here to see the game. We're here to get away from that stuff. You want to bring it into our face? It's going to create a big backlash. Even at yep. the, the whole Giants game, they were trying to make people – they wanted to see if people had vaccinated themselves, and they had to backtrack on it. You're never going to hear about the times that the whole vac car, the whole vax cards where people are trying to push it, the companies try to push it, the games try to push it, and people have a backlash towards it. And so they just quietly say, oh, okay, well, we're, we're not going to go there, you know? Yeah. I mean, well, that's that, what they're that's doing, Greg. Yep. They're, they're, that's the further agenda to get the, they're definitely get two groups fighting at each other. You got the vaxxed and the unfaxed and that's mm-hmm. the, they're trying to get these two groups to fight Don't at each other. Don't they always love that? Don't they always love to have yep. two groups? Oh, of course. Two sides of the same chessboard while they create the, the chess players. Exactly. And people do not see it. I, that's what I keep, it just blows my mind that people well a lot of people i think are waking up but i'm saying for the last couple of years people just don't seem to see it or they just don't want to see it and i think a lot don't want to see it and i like i was saying in our show that we were talking about uh earlier this evening we have to yeah changing the politicians we got to start there but we got to start going against the people that are taking that are following the orders of these politicians the people in the military the police we have to start waking these people up to realize that they're being used by the government they're being used as their dogs to sick on the people and you have to start questioning who's giving you these orders and are these moral or moral 
orders or they go against what you believe. You, there's a time that you got to stand up and stand against this. Yeah, you know what though? Like, like, see, we're talking about the real game. So you go to the game, but the real game is to manipulate you and yes. and all you, you know. And uh, but but so that's the real game. You got the vaxxed against the faxed people who know mm. the facts. Yep. That would be us. That's <laughs> you know, a good. That's like, a good quote, actually. That's good. <laughs> you know what though, Greg? You made a great point. I missed. I, I might have missed. I probably missed. But um, I would have got it someday, someday. Um, when you talked about World War Z, I, I refer to that on and off um, through the years. I, I said that that was also the plan. That is coming up. This is They are doing that to get you ready for a sudden outbreak and so on. And, um, mm-hmm. and I made many references. They're going to have the U.N. soldiers try to force everyone and separate and capture. And, oh, my God, it's going to spread. Second to second, just every violent zombies instantly spreading by the touch and two or three feet away and um, ripping through the world, you know, and it's like you got the, the little girl, the little girl. I, I noticed they made sure they put in the U.N. reference of uh, martial law and the right. little girl says something like, Daddy, what's martial law or like however they put it right. Oh, it's nothing, honey. It's like he's like, oh, it's nothing. It's just simply when a bunch of guys take over a planet and force you into quarantine camps, force inject you with experiments. Well, like, like, oh, it's nothing, honey. It's it's just this. So, like, f you, it is. It's just a. So, but you made a good point, Greg, that I never made, and that was how did how did they solve getting around the zombies? And what do we have today? We got like, how do we, you know, those zombies are in reality the people that took the uh, infusion with the nanotech relating to 5G in the smart city and smart body system, the smart body net, all interconnected. So they have all interconnected devices is the plan. And the body, everyone's physical body is included as one of the connected interconnected devices by what a signal how that you get by the injection so that all the zombies know you're a zombie too 5g signals coming from the nanotech inside you and the chips you know that that's what it represented dude that i mean that to me yeah yeah it was it was a very subconscious thing so you have i mean some powerful movies that that they're making kind of research it and you're like oh wow yeah there's yeah. there's really something here this is not just a coincidence yeah. i believe there are coincidences by the way i'm not going to say that i don't believe in no coincidences but there are some because i've experienced some but they're kind of minor level but these are i mean the reason why these movies get push the reason why these movies get made um the whole world war z was kind of interesting because it was supposed to be made at a certain time there were some issues i i i remember like there was a lot of talk about that movie before um and and all of the footage had been filmed everything was done um and there was just like there was this there was this resistance of some things when you look at what they're saying at least in the final cut, I, I feel like there was a lot that was changed, a lot that was taken out. I've never read the book, so maybe the book really gives you, you know, if you really want to understand what the what the writer 
was trying to say, definitely want to read that that book. But there was something else going on there with that film there that was somebody was like, no, you can't talk about this stuff. When you look at where the virus started in Taiwan and we look at where, you know, where we're told that the coronavirus 19 virus started in China, um, China, Taiwan, you can look at what's happening with that now. Like this is, there's some crazy stuff happening here, but yeah, the whole zombies and all that stuff. But I don't know. I always wondered that. I always wondered, Greg, when when I look at these zombie movies and that, I wonder if that's the elite's way, and maybe Bill can kind of let me know, and you, what you think. I've always wondered when they talk about the zombies and they show the zombies, do they think that maybe they're symbolizing the undead people, like just walking around that are going along to get along? They're not really trying to grow spiritually. They're not, you know, they're just kind of just... Like zombies just going around mindlessly kind of thing, following the herd kind of thing. Do you think that that's kind of like maybe they do that for an allegory or what do you guys think? Hmm. Yeah, they they definitely do. A zombie refers to the living dead and other things. And dead is uh, karmically dead and and monetarily dead. So they're in debt. In other words, they're, they're physically monetarily in debt in life, but they're spiritually in uh debt and they look at them as they fell below the line they're the idiots who go along to get along just like you said and mm-hmm. that is the public that is literally the public and um and basically it has to do with money though to them in their eyes and we have um all the countries have defaulted on their world bank loans and um all the financial system is going to collapse it can't be stopped it's literally exactly. it's literally impossible now and that's what they're referring to and it's mostly referring to right after the time and right at the beginning of when it officially will collapse very soon i'd say about next year maybe maybe a few more years but um maybe 2025 20, not 2525 but 2025 but you guys um you know um resident evil was showing us where COVID was going to start in Wuhan, uh, China as well. There's, there's a few places they say there was the different breakouts and one might have been in Russia or something. World War Z brought, brought us to a place. I think it was in the Ukraine or something. And they just talked about that place. That was, uh, over the last month or two, it just came out and that was referred to in in World War Z, but it, there's there's a sequel which I don't know ever came out. I didn't see it. So World War Z two was um, one of the answers. All I know is this: the answer, the solution was the cold. How do you stop the zombies? How do you stop? How do you stop them? How do we out the cold? Russia did it. In Russia, I think is where it started, where they just got too cold and they stopped moving and froze solid or something and that was the answer well guess what it means they plan to freeze you out that's the elite solution over the winters they're going to cut your power and they're going to freeze you to death to stop the zombies go wow. ahead though, talk yeah yeah that that's crazy I, I please no i'm cold enough i don't need to be frozen any more than i already am <laughs> it's so cold yeah. here you right may now be, like be safe right 
You may be safe. Well, I'll be safe. <laughs> yeah, I'll be safe, <laughs> but I don't want to be cold anymore. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. well, but I, mean, I guess, yeah, choice, like, Rick. do you want zombies or do you want to be safe? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, if I want to, if I want to fight hey. the zombies off, I'll play some Yoko music. That'll Make get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that might awesome attract him. It might no, attract no. him. You're right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. If that attracts someone, there's something wrong. <laughs> well, you you need an ice crypt, Rick. A, a, a crypt made of ice blocks. You know? Oh, well, that's basically called my house. You see? I, yeah, that's like this. I'm in a refrigerator myself. I'm in an, I'm in an ice box. Yeah, like I'm so cold right now where I am that you could probably put milk and meat on my table and it wouldn't go bad. It'd just be like sticking it in the fridge. So I know. Me too. Like, that's what I do. Like, that's all I did. Like, at my last house, everything stayed out. I, it, same temperature. Refrigerator, this temperature. The kitchen, same temperature, same thing. It didn't matter. It made no. I I had oils out. I had different oil, like olive oil, grapeseed oil, and another kind of oil, different grades. And I could tell the temperature when I would wake up the next day or get or see the temperature change according to the oils, according to how they solidified. And (laughs) Greg's probably think Greg's probably thinking like, where did they live? Like in the Arctic or something? Like, like I mean. I don't know how cold it gets where you are, Greg, but I tell you, it gets cold here. But so, I mean, you're at the, it's probably, I think it's pretty cold where you are too in the winter, isn't it, Greg? No, no. Oh. Not in Cali- California. Oh, no, yeah, never mind. Never we're mind. Here in okay. North California here, we, we, we get the best weather. Um, uh, we don't yeah, get rub any, it in. any snow, we get a little <laughs> bit of rain. Of course, we do have smog. Have you guys ever heard oh. of smog? Because, oh, well, yeah, we get um, smog oh, yeah. here, but yeah, yeah but we I, live in smog. You live in California where it's warm. I'm just going to sit here off mic and pout. So go ahead. <laughs> it's it's like a yeah, it, it is warm, but it's not like a clean warm. You know, it's a it's a dirty warm. It's a yeah, it's really bad warm. So no. Yeah, you said southern California though. Like northern I'm in northern, Ca- northern California. Yeah. Oh, I that's kind of what I was going to ask cuz I thought that's what you said then it seemed like you were talking about southern California because southern like, cow I would not want to live in southern cow the whole smog is even worse, but the smog yeah. is bad here too. You're near San Fran, are you higher than Correct. that? Correct. Yep. I'm oh, right okay. there. Right. San, and San, uh, San in the belly but of the I, beast as well. Yeah, see, I, I've never experienced smog, but I've heard, I've seen pictures of smog, like you see it in on TV and stuff like that. But I've never actually been in something. I've been in some big cities in Canada. I don't know if it'd be the same, but I heard that where you live, Greg, it's really bad. Like some days, it's just almost unbearable. So, I mean, I've never experienced smog at that level. I don't think. Yeah, people well, don't really. I mean, we don't really notice it because we live in it. You know, like you have to go outside we live to really in see it. So, like, it, it's kind of like if you ever had fog, right? If you if you're ever like in fog, it's not that bad unless it's really really thick. But um, you know, it can. Yeah, it's it's um very toxic. And I, I you know, they 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 tell us in in school what i learned is what, what they were trying to brainwash us with is that well this is because there's too many cars there's too many people blah 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 but yet they yeah still i heard keep the same building thing up these cities and everything that's like okay well then why do you why do you guys keep building all of these great big towers in these small cities why do you keep doing that if there's so much smog if there's so much problems here blah 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 and and their only answer is to tax us 
Well, I mean, that doesn't work with smokers. You can put a tax on smokers. No, Rick, no. You, Rick you is miss, still going to go outside you, you, you and the de- degree and, and smoke yeah. a cigarette. Yep. You, I sure go will. You misunderstand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You misunderstand, Greg. No, no. Their solution is to burn your forest down. Exactly. And, exactly. And, 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 <laughs> that's the solution. Yeah, and the cities and the people it, 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 with them, you know. And the but, droughts too in California. Like, are you part of that too, Greg? With the the droughts, I always hear about the droughts in California. It's just not real. It's it, it's all a big fake thing. It, it, there's no droughts. There's no. No, I, I've seen them. No, I've been there when there was there's droughts. Well and, water. Look, look. I could, I could, I could have a well in my backyard. I could dig. I could drill oh, a yeah. hole, and you could have a well and have water. There's ways to have water, but they don't want that. They want. Right. Us, they want us to just. You know, say, so, oh, okay, they need money. California needs money. If you look at how much debt they're, they're in, they need money. So they're thinking of ways to get money. So the global warming, uh, all of the stuff that Biden is pushing, that's why they wanted Trump out. I, I think that's why Gavin, Gavin Newsom is, is still there as our governor and why we haven't got a real governor in 30, 40, 50 years, maybe. But it, it's just all about, well, how do we get the people to give us more taxes? It, it's just, it's crazy. All they're doing is taking people's money, that, money that we don't have. It's so crazy. Right. But we, guys, we only have about five to seven ish minutes left. Uh, I got to give you guys props and thanks for being here. Hope, hopefully everyone donates. Solaris is coming up next on A. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm still not sure how they do the weekend, uh, shows on B. But real quick, guys, I also wanted to mention, um, like you guys, I, I did want to add that I like I also like Fleetwood Mac. I I did like Metallica, and I was interested in what you guys are saying about Dave Mustaine and everything. And but mm-hmm. but um, see, one of the groups, and I think it's Tesla, the band Tesla, they um they were into like actual Tesla, right? And and they believed in UFOs, and they talked about it like Hangar 18. Unless I'm confusing them. With Metallica, did you guys know? Hangar 18 no, is Hangar 18 is Megadeth. Oh, that's okay. All right, yeah. so they're in. Yeah, right. Megadeth is Megadeth. Ever since the 80s, has been huge, and uh, most of their albums are are political. They got a political undertone, talk trying to expose what the elite uh, are all about. Like, yeah, their albums, like, yeah, it may be loud for I some like people. Yeah, that's you just what I, like about I always tell people like. Mm. Read the words to the songs, and you'll see that they are trying to expose stuff. Powerful yeah, and, lyrics. Powerful. Right, right. And, and like yesterday or the night before, I confused, I think, Iron Maiden with um, with um, Megadeth. I'm not sure. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, no, but to, hey. <laughs> right. It's been a long time, but, you know, I listen to everything, and um, – and but remember, like we forgot to talk about moonwalking. That when did that disappear? Good from point. Michael Jackson or <laughs> yeah, I still about? remember when Michael Jackson first did the moonwalk on stage. Like I still remember that, and everybody lost their mind when he did it. Yeah. I was looking at, it, and I never <laughs> got that. I was like, okay, like it's a cool <laughs> move, but is it worth losing your mind over? Like people lost their mind when he did that. Like it was crazy. <laughs> That was, Some, that, was a, that was an awesome move for us dancers, for people who wanted to be dancers and things like yeah, that. Like, I tried oh, to learn it. I can't do it. I'm not. I, no, yeah, I, can't, <laughs> I can't either. 
I did it a little bit. And, uh, but you know, some people did it in kind of an amazing way in the way it was supposed to be seen more like kind of impossible in a way kind of move. Others were just like, yes, yeah, so what? You just kind of scraped your feet a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Michael did it. He did it so like, yeah, it's, it was that's it's a great way to. I never thought about it like that. But King yeah, of the that Zombies could also be a brainwashing thing too. Like when I watch that, you know, as a as a kid, it's like, wow, yeah, that's very very powerful. I mean, I'm gonna look at this guy. Look at what he's doing. He's moving backwards. He's he's doing <laughs> a a rewind, something that my VHS you know tape. And that's that's what I do with that. Yeah. Was, was I, he, I always wondered why they called it the moonwalk. I always wondered. Oh, why that's the, a great question. Like, yeah. why the moonwalk? I just so yeah. maybe there is something yeah, hidden no. there. Wow. It, it was more like conveyor walk. You know? Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why the moonwalk? Maybe there was right. something hidden going on there. Who knows? Like, oh man, you got yeah. my mind blown. Now I'm gonna have to look. We, up, have we to think about that. <laughs> he was he the first zombie? Is he? Would he? Did he <laughs> is he the king of the zombies? Did he walk on the moon like that? Was the yeah. first moonwalker? Is that what they did when they walked on the moon the first time? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Oh, but guys. Um. Anyway, we. Everyone, uh, please donate to the station. Uh, this is Bill Grant of Argon. We have still have two great guests. Um, Greg Fernandez Jr. spelled F-E-R-N-A-N-D-E-Z. And make sure you add that junior. And Crypt Rick, not Cryptic Rick, Crypt Rick, who can be cryptic. And, uh, watch <laughs> his shows Monday and Saturdays. But, um, but Greg, real quick, uh, give everybody, um, uh, you know all your work real quick no i think you pretty much covered it up if you just google greg fernandez jr keep that jr in there and you'll definitely find everything that i've done and i look forward to coming right. back cool you guys got any last words uh, you want to make sure we didn't forget i think we covered everything i just want to say i just want to let everyone know thank you for uh, listening to my shows, I super appreciate it. I think everybody, a lot of great people I've met and definitely support if you can. Cause I, as I keep saying, Bill, like we're losing our freedom so quick and it's channels like this and stations like this that let us talk freedom and you have to support that because we're losing it. We're getting censored like crazy. Mm, yeah. When can are you going to Can release... I give one, one, one shout out here? Yeah, go ahead. I just want to shout out to Phil Collins. Go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, oh. hey, you have you have to listen to my song too. And and if you don't like it, I will incur the Yoko. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for being on, guys. I'm really thank glad. thank you for having me, Bill. Thank you. I had a great time. Yeah, it was fun, everyone. Solaris Blue Raven coming up next, and uh, yeah, Greg. Uh, we need to talk more often, and uh, it's always great talking with you, Rick. And uh, guys, have a great night.
join Revolution Radio every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on Studio B for Momentary Zen with host Zen Garcia at freedomsteps.com, the people station. This is Thomas, a.k.a. a mad painter. I'd like you to join me Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Open Canvas. Don't forget to bring an open mind. Yes, folks, that's right. Bring an open mind to an open canvas. Again, that is Monday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern. You opposed government corruption. This is Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. You don't need to expect us. We're already here. We did not engage in conflict that was out of line with our mission. Is it disloyalty? Is it treason to oppose the hands of tyranny? Never! I will never send troops anywhere on a mission of that kind without telling them that if somebody shoots at them, they can darn well shoot back. I know not what call. everyone. This is Sophia from the Gray Stage Podcast, and I'd like to invite all of our listeners to join the Justice for David Crowley and Family Group located on Facebook, where we have almost 4,000 members. In this group, we welcome discussions regarding the case and have all of the documents located in the file section for everyone to review. If you like, you're welcome to visit Greg Fernandez Jr.'s website, called The Gray Stage. It's located at thegraystagewordpress.com. You can find his book and all the official documents for this case at his website. Lastly, I'd like to introduce you to Catherine Michelle, who's a part of this podcast. Catherine Michelle has a YouTube channel under her name, where she mainly discusses the Crowley case. So please feel free to stop by and give her channel a like and a listen. Until our next podcast, keep speaking the truth and justice for David Crowley and his family. Are you interested in the paranormal? Murder mysteries, cryptocurrency, and thought-provoking interviews. Then check out Cryptrix I've Been Thinking on YouTube or every Monday night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Studio A at Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com. Welcome to the crypt. What's up, everybody? This is Ross from Planet X Filmworks channel on YouTube and the Zodiac Files True Crime series. Check it out and shout out to Greg and the Gray Stage channel. Their content is amazing. Murder at 1051 Ramsdale Drive. 
What happened to David Crowley, his wife, and his daughter? If this was truly a double murder-suicide, why did investigators fail to prove David Crowley guilty? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed his wife and daughter? Where is the evidence David Crowley killed himself? Within 24 hours of finding the bodies of David, Kamel, and Rania Crowley, the Apple Valley Police Department were treating the incident as a double murder-suicide. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Allahu Akbar in his wife's blood on the living room wall. Authorities cannot prove David wrote I have loved you all with all of my heart on a laptop in the kitchen. Authorities cannot prove David wrote Open the Rise most recent version Submit to Allah Now on a notepad in his office bedroom. Authorities cannot prove the dog trapped inside the house ate David's right hand, both of Kamel's hands, and their daughter's right arm, since dog feces tests were never done. Authorities did not know about a bullet that rolled out of a living room carpet until they were notified by the cleaning company, two days after the bodies were found. That bullet would later be tied to Rania Crowley. Authorities did not see the bullet hole in the living room ceiling or the bullet in the attic above until they questioned David's friend a month after the bodies were found. Authorities did not find a motive to support their accusations against David Crowley. Authorities did not find David's blood on any of the bullets at the crime scene. Authorities do not know when David, Kamel, and Rania Crowley died. What we know for sure is that David Crowley has not been proven guilty.